Welcome to Global Outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. We are delighted to have you with us today. We have a very special guest, Mark Bristow. Our beloved pastor, Mark, pastors a couple of churches in Texas, and he has been used of the Lord for quite a number of years in miracles and signs and wonders. And he has such a gift for expressing how it feels and what it looks like and what it feels like to walk in the anointing. It's great to have you with us again, Pastor Mark. Thank you. We had you by phone a number of episodes ago, and we just absolutely love to hear you tell miracle (laughs) stories. It's so much fun. But you also have such a gift in helping people understand what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it feels like to move in the anointing. And I just wonder if you could share some of that with us. I'll do my best. Lord, help us to make it understandable. You know, Jesus spoke in John 7 of the Holy Spirit, and he spoke of rivers of living water flowing out of us. So think for a moment of a river when you think of the Spirit of God, the movement, the current, the ebb, the flow, the, uh, the eddies. In, in, uh, in, if you've ever been down a river or in a boat or in maybe a, a somewhere where you tube down the river and you know how the current moves and flows and sometimes fast and sometimes slow, but it has a purpose. It has a place that it's going. Jesus leaves it that the Spirit of God is like that. And then in John 3, he describes the Holy Spirit as wind. The wind blows where it will. And you don't know where it will go, but you can see the leaves move. You can see the results of that. So he likens it to that. Uh, John likens it, uh, he talks about the voice of God being like the voice of many waters. Yes. Uh, I've tried to describe it sometimes when that presence of God comes You know, Paul in 1 Corinthians 5 talks about some things that the church needs to do. And he says, wait until the power of the Lord Jesus is present and then do these things. Well, it makes you to understand you can meet together and we can meet in the word and the word of God is anointed and the spirit of God is upon the word. It says that in in, uh, Acts 10, 38, Jesus is the word and the spirit of God's on him. But it also talks about times that this presence of God comes in where it's like water moving, where Mm -hmm. you feel a a lady in Japan, uh, we were worshiping and the spirit of God began to move in in this beautiful church that we were in. And she had never been in it before. And she came and she said to me, I felt like waves of the ocean were coming over me. What is that? Well, see, it was the spirit of God that she felt. If you've ever stood out in the ocean, maybe about waist deep or so, and the swells roll mm-hmm. over you, yeah, and it'll almost pick you up from yeah. the yes from the bed there and 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 move you with it. Well, to me, the presence of God. Dad Hagen used to say it felt when the presence of God would come upon him, like somebody came by and threw a big heavy coat. Mm-hmm. over his shoulders. So, you know, and uh, one of the Old Testament words that talks about the glory of God is uh, weight. Yes. I believe it is. The yes. weight the or kavod. the weighty, yes, mm-hmm. the kavod, the weighty presence of God. 
Well, we're, we're trying to use words of a natural language to describe something spiritual. Yes. So you see, we're using analogies and metaphors, but I pray you get the understanding. And then once you're in that, as I said, a river moves and it has a purpose. So we want to move with, find out what the Lord wants to do. Are there sick and does he want to heal? Are there people that don't know Jesus and are hurting? Does he want to heal their soul and, and forgive their sin? Does he want to bring them into the kingdom of God? And those things come by, to me, a friend of mine calls it a whisper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, remember Elijah? He's out and he thinks God's forsaken him and he's out there by in that old cave and the spirit of God and the presence moves by and there's all kinds of earthquakes and fires and everything else. But then the spirit of God speaks to him in a still, small voice. That's kind of what I get on the inside. Just this whisper, a nudge, salvation, healing. Sometimes it's more a feeling than it is literal words, but sometimes it'll have a word or two to it. And I know then to pursue, or sometimes a scripture will mm -hmm. come kind of forward in my mind. And I know then to move in that direction. And that sort of puts you in the current of the river. You know, Sister Gwen, master in the things of the spirit, she had moved in it so long and knew yeah. his presence. And I remember her in a service where kind of one person was laughing and another person was crying and another person was talking and, and praying in the spirit and another person was maybe dancing or uh, doing this. And, and she gave an analogy. She said, you know, the Mississippi's a big river. It's very powerful, very powerful. But if you draw a little water off over here and send it that direction to irrigate and you draw a little water off over there, same water, but you get it in all these little streams, it doesn't have a, any power to it. Mm -hmm. But when there's unity in the body of Christ, yes. in a service, yes. or a prayer meeting, and it all begins to move the same way, yes. then see, you know, when the Spirit of God fell in Acts 2 and then again in Acts 4, uh, we see two outpourings there uh, where even the building shook and wind and fire and all this. It says they were of one mind, one accord. Another place it says they're of one heart, yes, one mind. Right. So it, when we can come into that place and find that purpose, and usually the leadership, even if others don't have it, the leadership will have it, and they begin to move in that. Then he begins to work. You got something, Philip? Yeah, I do have a question. This is something I haven't ever thought of before. You know, in the book of Revelation, it talks about the river of God that yeah. flows from, from the, from from the throne the of throne God. God. Yeah, yeah. It says river. And Jesus says, this is the Amplified in 738, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being shall flow springs and rivers springs of living and water. Rivers. So is it like the anointing is like a, a different river and one person to the next, like one will manifest one thing, one will cry, one will laugh, one will... You know, all other things can happen. You know, it's the same river, but it says, out of your belly shall flow rivers. rivers. Is there anything it you could... It could be. It, to me, when God is called upon me to teach, there's one type of anointing. Uh, it, it feels a certain way to me, and certain things will happen in the service. And when there are sick present and the miraculous begins to flow, 
and you understand we can't heal the sick. Lord have mercy. A friend of mine used to say I couldn't heal a mosquito's landing gear. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't do it. Uh, only God. We, you know, but Jesus said believers will pray. They'll believe him. They'll lay hands on the sick. The sick will recover. It's he that does the work. But when that presence is there, you know, there's a time Jesus is teaching Luke, I think it is. And it says, and the power of the Lord was present to heal. To heal. Now, why say that? Well, it means there was something special there that we would call this anointing, like anointing with oil is the reference, and the Holy Spirit being the oil of God, the reference to this. But when, when the miraculous is present, it moves a different way in me. When um, uh, maybe there are prophetic things going forth, it's a different feel and a different move to me. Yeah. Uh, the different gifts or offices yeah. uh, seem to have a different flow. So it feels different. It feels different to me. And honestly, now, as you begin to move in it, um, you know, we're talking about Jesus and the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus. It's the spirit of God. Jesus is God, the scripture says. We're not talking about some strange esoteric thing here. We're talking about the spirit of God. And he empowers you in the presence of the Lord. Uh, Jesus said, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses. Uh, one of the great healing evangelists of yesterday, Miss Kuhlman, used to say, it's never for just a little pick-me-up or a spiritual <laughs> thrill. Or, right, right. Uh, it, 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 there's always purpose. He never just gives his power promiscuously. It, 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 there's a purpose. Well, it's to be a witness in some way for Jesus. And my goodness, we've seen it, you know, I think on one of the last broadcasts that I did with you, we talked about, you know, the power of God moving through this huge Muslim village and some miracles of healing. People that were paralyzed came up out of their sick beds and uh, that preaches the gospel. Sure it does. You know, you don't have to try and convince people then with just your words. Yeah. Then they know Jesus is the real thing, a living Christ. Yes. That uh, they may know that I'm God. Yes. That's the that's the purpose in it. And of course, my goodness, is there a thrill? Is there ecstasy sometimes? Oh, yeah. Is there a spiritual pick me up in it? You know, uh, my goodness. Yes. But it's not just for our uh, own benefit. You know, let me give some real quick ways. If you understand what we're talking about, and we're talking about being filled, baptized with the Holy Spirit. Every believer, Paul says in Romans, has the Holy Spirit. But, you know, I could give you a drink of water and now you have some water. But I could take you out to the lake and throw you in. Now the water has you. Yeah. That's what we're wow. talking about. Right. Wow. That's well what put. we're talking about. Well, the scripture gives some ways. One of the ways is to begin to praise in Isaiah 6. We see these incredible angels, cherubim and seraphim, these winged angels that are worshiping the Lord and they're crying, holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy. And the, the Spirit of God floods the building with this smoke of cloud, it says. Well, what happens if we begin to praise? Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. We were in some services just a day or so ago. Yes. Where people began to praise in that presence of God. I've literally seen it at times as smoke. Others have seen it, you know, as, as smoke that filled the building. Uh, it's a tangible presence. Uh, when that comes, 
you're 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 somewhere. I don't know if heaven comes down to earth or earth goes up to heaven. <laughs> I think the veil just gets thin between the Some two. Some way or another, heaven and earth meet. Yeah. And we come before that throne. I yes. know the word says we do when we pray in the name of Jesus, but there is a place where you experience it, mm -hmm. literally. And in that place, you know, with the word, with prayer, there can always be answers and miracles. But when that spirit of God is present, miracles are the norm. It's the easiest thing in the world. And, and the Lord speaking to you and, and revealing the word to you, those things come alive. Well, one of the ways is to enter in in, in praise and worship before the Lord. Another way uh, for you that have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and have your prayer language or praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues. In 1 Corinthians 14, Paul says in, in verse 2 that when we pray in tongues, we're speaking mysteries of God. Well, Paul received some of those mysteries. One of them was Christ in us, the, the hope, hope of, of glory. glory. And see, God gave him the understanding to speak it out to us. Well, he goes on and says the prophetic things, prophecy, it says in the old King James here, prophesieth, but it literally in, in the original means prophetic things, speaks to edification, building men up, at exhortation, encouraging, or comfort. And then he says, but he that speaks in the tongue edifies or builds up himself. Now listen to verse 5. I would that you all spoke with tongues, but rather, this is the old King James I'm reading, I would that you all spoke with tongues, but rather that you prophesied. Well, that really isn't what the Greek says. The word that is rather really in Greek means in order that. And so it, in Greek it reads, I would that you all spoke with tongues, that you prophesied, but the Greek makes it broader, moved in the things of the prophetic of the Spirit. And that could be dreams, that could be revelations, that could be words of wisdom, words of knowledge, however the Lord deals with you. It could be many, many things. So we find that praying in the Spirit brings mysteries of God, the things of heaven, into our spirit. Yes. But then it enlarges us in our understanding so we can begin to grasp those things and give them out that Paul says is going to build up or edify others around us, the church. And it's also going to allow us to move. It's sort of a doorway. It's the only gift in, I know if there's some that teach a little differently and, and maybe their experience is different than mine, but what I see in the word in my own experience, that tongues praying in the spirit really is the only gift you can just move in at will. Mm -hmm. Paul says later on in the verses here, I will pray with my understanding. I will pray with the Spirit. He doesn't say that about the other gifts. In fact, the other gifts over in chapter 12, uh, you know, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, prophecy, these things, he says, these, the Spirit of God works. And so he leads and we follow to me in those gifts. But he says, tongues, we can move in. That's like, you know, we came into this room to do the broadcast and we walked through a door yeah. to get in here. To me, praying in the spirit mm -hmm. is a, a, a doorway, an entryway well put. into mm -hmm. spiritual things to begin well to move. But then when you're there, you begin to learn those leadings. You know, if you learn to drive in America, you take a driver's ed course and you spend time studying a book or on the internet and you learn everything that they teach you. 
but you still don't know how to drive. Mm-hmm. The only way you're ever going to learn is to go get behind the wheel. Right. I learned in a little town in West Texas, and then for about a year later, I was in Los Angeles preaching. Oh, my. I learned to drive in Los Angeles. I thought <laughs> I knew how to drive in a little one-horse town, but when I got into L.A., I want you to know I learned to drive on the freeways. See? We need to learn to drive. Well, Mark, did you ever hit anything? Yeah. Time or two, you know, thank God for insurance. I banged, I, I didn't do anything bad, but I, I, dad used to talk about mom learning to drive, and he said she bent five fenders, bent all four, and then started over. <laughs> well, do we ever make mistakes? See, in the Old Testament, it was very serious, and the Spirit of God moved differently, but today, there's grace. There's grace. Now, I want to hear God. I want to move with God. But there's grace. And I I had to learn. I had to learn when that presence is there, I'm safe. Yeah. Years ago, there were some people that were going on the the, the field, going to another nation. They were friends. We were coming back from a prayer meeting. And on the way, one of them said to me, I have a piece of property that I must sell before I go to the nation. Well, I'm sitting in the car as we're driving along praying. And the thought just comes to me, well, that'll sell in three days. Well, I, that's what I wanted to hear, you know, it's what, what they wanted to hear. So I said that. Well, that's been 40 years ago. I don't know if that property sold yet. It certainly didn't sell in three days. <laughs> well, I learned that just what Mark wants to hear and what comes into Mark's mind isn't always the right thing. Right. But I learned when I was in this presence that we're talking about, this, this heaviness of the spirit, this weighty Maybe heaviness is a wrong word that bears a different connotation. But let's say the weight of the Spirit of God, like a heavy coat upon you or a blanket that comes upon you or this, this moving of the waters. When I've been in the um, tangible awareness of that present, I've learned over the years that what, God, what, I, what I receive has been very accurate. Yes, I've seen you. I've seen you and heard you prophesy with such accuracy. I I get overwhelmed at the detail that the Lord gives you. You know how some of that works in me. I, I either get a feeling about somebody's life, say somebody's, you know, several are in front of me. And, and it's almost like uh, if you've ever been in a theater, you've probably seen a follow spot, you know, where they put the big spotlight on somebody. It's almost like that in my mind. I It's almost like there's a spotlight on them to me. And I'm drawn to that one person and kind of like a horse with blinders on. I, I, the other crowd just fades away. I don't, I don't see them. I'm dealing with them. And sometimes I know what they're feeling. I kind of feel it. Sometimes I get a word or a picture or a few words like back problems, lower spine. Or I get a picture, kind of a daydream mental image of that. And uh, I can tell you a quick one. Uh, we were in uh, a, a church there, one of our churches in, in West Texas, and a woman, a, a sister of a friend of mine came in. She comes in on a walker, and you can tell she's in great pain. She's moving very slowly. We sit down, start the worship while we're in the, the, the singing worship. I'm looking at her, and I see something looks like, like an MRI or X-ray. I don't know if I've seen many MRIs, but I've seen plenty of X-rays. And I can see a tumor in her belly, mm-hmm. in front of her spine, in some of the organs there, and I can see damage in the lower part of the spine. I can see some things cracked and and twisted, and that was so real, I just stopped mid-song and began to talk to her, 
Well, of course, it was all the real thing, you know. It was real. It, she had this. She was scheduled for surgery. And that one problem aggravated the other, and they didn't know how they were going to deal with the one without harming more. And uh, the Spirit of God began to hit her. It's kind of scary looking, really. <laughs> it shook her until there were people, the chairs were hooked together. She shook so that she shook people off the chairs beside her. Wow. I mean, vibrated. It looked like she was being electrocuted. And finally, and I gave her what I saw. I described the condition, and I saw the Lord healing. Well, when that lifted, she finally just put her hands up and said, God, I can't take any more of this. And it lifted off of her. And she stood up, grabbed that walker, held it up over her head, wow. and just began to walk everywhere. There's wow. stairs in one part of the building. She went out the main hall and walked up the stairs and walked down. If you've had back problems, stairs can be an issue, you know. Comes in, bends over, touches the floor, all of this stuff. Well, turns out she had nursing in her background. And she had a tumor. And they didn't know how they were going to deal with it because she also had a very severe spine problem and they couldn't get, they had to go through the front and they couldn't get to the spine for the tumor and they didn't know if it was, can anyway, long story. The spine is healed instantly. She calls me at eight o'clock the next morning, about three in the morning, she gets up and runs to the bathroom. She said, Mark, I've been a nurse. I know everything pass out of a human being, but something passed out of me tonight looked like something that had been shredded. Hmm. <laughs> said, I honestly believe it was the tumor. Well, oh. she went back to her doctor. The spine was healed. The tumor mm. was gone. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, I can't do that. I wish I could. But that just, it's almost overwhelming when that knowledge and that presence comes. And I find myself saying these things you know, and then when it kind of lifts off, it was like, my Lord God, what did I say? You know, oh, my goodness. Did I, oh, heavens. You know, because I'm nobody. I mean, if you knew me, Lord have mercy. Uh, I don't know what the world the Lord was thinking when he said, Mark, come here. But, uh, you know, I, you talk about the run of the litter. Yeah, I could have been. And, I, you know, just what in the world? And yet the start of it is to say yes to him. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then to say yes to him. Mm -hmm. And then to say yes to him. Yes. I'll never forget Mama Dorn. You knew them for many years. Of course, Papa Dorn's still alive. Great pastors all over the world. Mama Dorn's gone to be with Jesus now. But the first time I ever heard Mama Dorn speak, her first words, I promised the Lord I would never say no to him. Wow. That wow. went through me like lightning. Hmm. I just never heard it phrased quite that way. I thought, God, if I could make you that promise and keep it, hmm. if you'll help me, if you'll help me. Yeah. Because I know Mark pretty well. And Mark has been known to say, I won't and you can't make me. <laughs> 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 oh, goodness, you know. It's just saying yes and saying yes. And then you find yourself in these places. And then God gives you these things. Now, it still takes faith. I'll tell you that in these last few minutes. I, I, I thought he'd come to the place where it'd just be so easy. It'd be like falling off a log. No, I, I've been praying for people for nearly 48 years. I started when I was a kid. And it's still, the other day ministering out, these things are not natural. And my own self, my own mind, what is this? Why is this? Why would you say this? What if you say that and it's wrong? What if you give that? What if they don't have? Well, what if it hurts their faith? I, I still think all of those things. Mm. So it still takes faith. Okay, God, I'm trusting you. There are people with needs. 
I believe you're giving me this. I think I've learned to know something of your voice. And, you know, another thing I'd say, don't be afraid to ask a question. You don't have to stand on the Capitol steps and say, yea, thus saith God unto the Pentagon or the Congress, you know. <laughs> um, you could say, do you have this? Are you praying for this? Is there a need? Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It won't hinder yeah. what God wants to do. And mm -hmm. then they can tell you and it'll be some confirmation to you. Yeah, they do have that problem. Well, I thought the Lord was dealing with me about that. Let's pray. It'll still help them. Don't, don't worry about having to be just, you know, up front and sort of slap them with it. Uh, <laughs> you, can, you can make it easy, you know? Goodness. Oh, I love the moving of the Spirit. Oh, just, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. And, and I'll tell you, after all these years, every time I come in His presence, I watch how it works. I try to learn. I learn every time. When I sit in, a, in the presence of another minister, I remember Barbara Yoder ministering out so beautifully and Etienne Blom mm -hmm. ministering out so beautifully and Bobby Connor and so many that we've been around. I watch, I'm watching and I learn. Maybe God will move a little different with me, but I, I learn from that. Mm -hmm. I love, oh, I love that presence. Father, move upon mm -hmm. him now. Yes. Holy Spirit, yes. move yes. upon your people. Yes, Lord. Move upon your people. There are those hungry to be used of you. Yes. Father, there's no time or distance with you. Move upon them. Begin to let them experience the things we're talking about yes, as they Lord. begin to praise you, as they begin to pray in the things of the Spirit. Father, you want to use them and they want to be used. Yes. Now, Lord, get them in the Word so that'll be a firm foundation for them. Just open the Word to them. Get them in the Word. You put mentors in my life. Yes. That moved in these. Father, put some mentors around them. Lead them, guide yes. them, just like you did some of us sitting here at this table in this recording today. You you put those mentors around us, and they were able to help us and give us wisdom. Lord, I thank you that you're going to use your people to touch so many in a harvest in this hour. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Amen. God. Tune in next time as we experience more and more and more of walking in the anointing as the Lord pours out of his spirit in his great global outpouring. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the good news of God's global outpouring. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, connect with us, get a link to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. You can browse our online bookstore for amazing anointed material. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.